brings to my mind is fried. I can't even believe what I just explained to him how the finance works and that now is the time to take a risk. You guys should see him. This episode of the Kooks Podcast is brought to you by Beanstalk Eugenetics. In a world where being average is no longer enough, Beanstalk Eugenetics stands above the rest as a company fostering taller, more above average genes. If you constantly find yourself coming up short, whether it be professionally, socially, or sexually, Beanstalk Eugenetics can help. Beanstalk Eugenetics, above the rest. Use promo code ANDY for 25% off your first purchase. That's promo code A-N-D-Y for 25% off your first purchase. Bring me a higher love. Bring me a Marty Killick. Welcome in episode three of the Kooks. We truly are feeling the higher love from our tens of listeners. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, John Brinkus Jr., a.k.a. The Placebo, a.k.a. Zach Mooneyham. I'm coming in from across the pond, and I'm joined, as always, by my three besties. Number one, Uncle Vernon Bircher. Welcome in, Brian. Team, team, team. Welcome back to the Kooks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And number two, the biggest Jackson Mahomes stan on the planet, Andy Tinbrink. Welcome in, Andy. Howdy, folks. And then, Mr. How Do You Like These Guns, baby, Calvin. Welcome in, Big C. Just glad to spend time with all my favorite Valentines. Oh. <laughs> oh, so happy to have you guys all here for episode three of the Kooks podcast. And we're getting right in to our first segment, Heaven or Hell. We kind of did it last week, kind of a highs and lows of your past week to get the ball rolling. Bircher, go first. Give us something high or low, Heaven or Hell. Uh, I had an absolute hell this week. Um, we are in what some would call a bit of a gambling drought right now. Super Bowl is over. Sheesh. I, I, I don't know enough about hockey. I don't have an algorithm like Drizzy does to be able to plug the numbers. Oh, and I, buddy. I dipped into the XFL this weekend. Oh my god. Yeah. That's not great. I figured, oh, a lot of you know, I don't know anything. So I'm literally just on Reddit trying to like get information. And I was like, let's hop on the under train. Let's do this. And I went, um, I lost all four. Well, I guess one's going on right now, but potential to lose. The um, under just under just hit in the last game. Not nope, that didn't I didn't take it. Didn't take oh, that under. Gotcha. <laughs> I hate to see and it. I, 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 because I just don't know enough about the market. And it was like, okay, yeah, let, let's try and learn XFL through Reddit. Like I know anything what I'm talking about. And it's a good start that I go potentially 0-4. There's yeah, something so invigorating about betting on a sport that you know next to nothing about. So I've been betting a lot of hockey lately. And I really don't know any of the rules. And that just makes it that more insane because literally anything can happen. Let yep. me tell you, and the, I made two NASCAR DraftKings today, and I haven't done DraftKings in a year, but I was just itching, and I think I'm going to win $300,000. Uh, got weather delayed, but I love my lineup. I know nothing about them, but I love it. <laughs> you heard so it I couldn't tell you the first thing about NASCAR strategy. Yeah, me either. That's what is going to make this a nope. fucking true underdog story. Why you bet on the, the prettiest color car. Dave, what do you got? Please tell me you've got just a heck of a heaven that'll just ride me out of this slight gambling slump. No, I don't. It's actually a very, a very far and away hell. Um, brief story to set it up. Um, I know that we have some actual runners that are listeners to the pod. I am not an actual runner, but I do go and get on the treadmill to burn calories so that I don't have a beer gut at my wedding. Um, okay. 
And so there's a gym near my Airbnb here in Dublin. And I went and I was on the treadmill. Whenever I'm running, I try and go somewhere between like 6.5 and 7.5. To be honest with you, I don't know what those numbers mean. But Miles per hour or what, what, what are we? Kilometers per hour because you're on that side of the pond. What, Ooh, well, maybe that's what threw them off. That's yeah, it's I'm not saying. as far so, as you think. <laughs> in the States, in the States, at my home gym in Kansas City, I'm a 6.5 to 7.5, and I just run until my heart's going to fall out of my body. Yeah. Um, so I am on the treadmill doing my thing, and it's it's pretty busy, gym. All the treadmills are full, and there's like two layers of treadmills. And so in front of me on a treadmill kind of three down is an older guy, like 50s or 60s, heavy set and he is drenched in sweat and he is running on 13 and he is on <laughs> mile nine Holy and shit and i literally thought that i was the biggest piece of shit on the planet i in that moment had the deepest kind of like look at myself and i'm like do i need to hang it up do i need to fight this guy what needs to happen um Obviously, kind of spoiler alert from Cal and Brian, he was on kilometers an hour. Mine mm. was on miles per hour. Um, but I didn't figure that out until my workout was over. And so actually, during my workout, I ramped it up to an eight on mine because I was so upset. And then I started getting nipple chafes. Oh, wow. So Fast it was lean, just... Can I, can I give my hell real quick? Just real quick. Yeah. Listening to that entire story, Dave, holy shit, pick it up, dude. Have you ever ran? That uh. intro and that story has me asleep. If we have any listeners left, you guys are the real ones for sticking through it. I'm sorry for that performance. All right. Then I'm sorry that my hell is not as exciting as uh, your heaven. Absolute gut check. Yikes. And save the podcast. Well... Uh, good on Cal for sniffing that out as Dave, just an excuse to talk about him working out, even when he's abroad, that he sticks to his regimen. So not getting that one past us, Dave. Yeah. Coming I'm to just, me. Yeah. Go ahead, Andy. Enough, nothing left to add there, Dave? No, honestly, it's just a, it's just a bleak moment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want you guys to be happy about my hell. I'm actually excited <laughs> that you guys are so upset about it. All right. Fair enough. Well, my hell for the week. This is a topic that is received with a lot of argument in the kooks, and that's hair. Things get mm. pretty intense when we start talking about hair. Mm. But depending on, you know, I have a, a question to pose to the group, and depending on your answer is going to be whether or not this is a, a heaven or a hell that happened. <laughs> so on Monday, I got a haircut. And no one said a single thing about it. I had a busy week. There are weeks when I hide in a cave and I don't see anyone and that's fine or it's too cold and I never take my beanie off. But this week I was at work. I was at school. We had recruiting events. I was all over the place. Not a soul said anything about my haircut. My question to you, if no one says anything to you about your haircut, does that automatically mean that it is a fucking terrible haircut? Discuss. Brian. I have a hot take that, and it might be different because I get my haircut so often. I think if no one tells you got a haircut, then it was a good haircut. I like, as soon as we logged on and started talking, I, I said, your lettuce is looking great right now. I, I could not necessarily tell that you got a haircut, but if it's not like a stark contrast and it's like, man, that guy's hair still looks great. I think that's a good thing. Okay. I think something the listeners should know is usually when I get a haircut, that means that my hair probably wasn't looking that great beforehand small hole in that argument, but I'll take it, Brian. Cal, what do you got? Yeah, I think it means you have no real friends there in Detroit because I for sure would have called you out day one and said, what the fuck did you do to that head? So, Thanks, Cal. Dave, thoughts? I, I think a huge deal also for you is I'm guessing maybe your barber does your beard too? Uh, No, I kind of oh. take ownership of that. Oh. He's a strong, independent Ooh. man. Okay, yep, well then, problem. yeah, that's honestly the biggest red flag is that you're not you're not letting a professional touch your beard, but you're letting a professional touch the top of your head. It just doesn't add up. 
Okay. Um, so my question was so, not really answered. I'm going to choose to go with Brian's answer because this is my heaven. So it turns out that even if people don't comment on your haircut, it means you just look good all the time. So that's what I'm taking that. that look with. at that, folks. When makes life feels really, really good. Life. Makes Especially me feel really scarf. good about my week. <laughs> but scarf. On the, on the topic of hair, I want to segue to Cal because I regret to inform him that there's just been a, a nasty, nasty rumor circulating the podcast community about him this week. <laughs> really, really people trying to blatantly assassinate his character. Honestly, Ooh. I was just, I was taken aback when I heard this. So I wanted to give Cal a chance to, to answer these questions in a public forum. But there is, uh, someone has called into question the way in which you got the number of the oh. young woman that you met last week. Uh, you made oh. it sound as if you were kind of being suave, maybe dancing with this young lady and your discussion of country music led to you getting her number. But one of my little birds told me that the only reason you got her number is so she could give you a haircut. Defend yourself. Uh-oh. Well, well, I am flabbergasted right now. Yeah. Let me and, state, a hush, and a hush fell over the crowd. Let me state oh. there were there were conversations that were had about all of the above. Interesting. Did let, did she let say, me say, "Oh God, we I need to step in and intervene because that's hideous"? No, I had a hat on. She actually said she liked my hat. So, um, and so then you took try. it off and said, "Oh, under my hat, I have hair. Can you cut it?" Uh. Similar to that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, is this your heaven and hell situation? Uh, well, it kind of messes up everything here. Um, I was gonna say heaven. My heaven was she ended up texting back everybody. Yeah, <laughs> she was interested. Uh -oh. You're getting. She said, there. "Are you free in my three o'clock slot or in my one thirty oh, slot?" <laughs> it was never to do with hair. That was just an easy. <laughs> low risk attempt to get someone's number it uh-huh that's the the birds <laughs> can be out there chirping and blazik's day will come oh let yeah, the record uh -oh. show that yeah, i did uh -oh. not say anyone's doesn't name. doesn't uh -oh. need to. <laughs> let the record doesn't show need to i did not say any names doesn't need to let me tell you though my hell is that she texted back and we had a conversation and i think we had the last conversation we'll ever have because it wasn't really moving the needle for old cal so she was boring. Give us more information. Uh, just an interesting person that we don't need to go dive into the depths of it. Oh God, she's in a cult. Wild, wild. Uh, that would have been wild better. turn of events. Would have been better. Well, so so this this segment of the Kooks podcast is brought to you by LA Looks Hair Gel. Do you want to look like 2001 Aaron Carter? Are you wondering if maybe your hair needs some volume? We on the Kooks podcast, and by we, I mean only one person, recommends LA Looks Hair Gel. Most scales go from zero to 10. This hold is concrete. It will literally make your hair look like it is plastered from ear to ear. If you want to pick up some LA Looks Hair Gel, tell them Calvin from the Kooks sent you and get 20% off LA Looks Hair Gel. Oh, we have some Beautiful. of the best Beautiful. supporters and advertising companies just backing the kooks podcast this makes me so proud andy has a huge announcement for the next segment hit us andy all right uh this one is for the listeners we have an announcement we've been completely thrilled impressed by the the outpouring of love we've had for the podcast um the literally tens and tens of plays that we've had on both episode one and two and one piece of feedback that we've gotten is that people want to be a part of the conversation. They find themselves yelling into their iPhones, into their computers, because they want to comment on what we have to say. Well, now you have that chance. We've set up the official Kooks voicemail box. That's right, folks. You can call in, give your perspectives, bring up topics that you want us to discuss. And Let's if it's go! funny enough, it will oh be gosh. featured on the Kooks podcast. So get your little pen and paper out the number for you to call is 913-53-KOOKS that's 913-53-K-O-O-K 
K-S. Call in, make sure to leave your name, where you're calling from, keep it short, because we all have busy lives. I'm not going to listen to you talk for five minutes and uh, <laughs> comment on something or give us a question to answer. And we'll debut this next week, bringing in the recordings. But for now, Brian has a, uh, a hard copy. Someone sent him an actual letter in the mail of I something a, to discuss. I <laughs> yes, Calvin. Yes, Calvin. So the audio will actually be played on the next podcast? Correct. Yes, that is the it, point. Um, if I'm the like, audio will be in the podcast. If I'm like on the toilet and have like a really great idea that comes up and I just want to make sure it's on the next podcast, can I call into that number? How does this work? <laughs> um, it is for listeners only. Um, so oh. you cannot actually call in. Okay. okay. Cal, what you could do is call me and then I can call it into the podcast. Gotcha. Also, can't yep. call Checks out. No. I okay. think that's Why how can't Bitcoin I? works. Is, I think that's a blockchain. I think we just finally figured it out. Is that Ooh. start a Ponzi scheme? Yes. Perfect. Uh, one of our sponsors, Fairlife. Uh, okay, so that's electric. Seriously, Kooks, um, uh, returning customers, please, please call in. Um, we actually had a returning customer who, um, for anonymous purposes, we are going to call him Sweet Baby Ray. Um, he works within the medicine field. Again, we are really an anti-medicine podcast. Um, he's a physical therapist. So I think that makes him more of a doctor than the two fake doctors in this group. Um, I'm yep, really not sure true. how that works. Yep. Um, but he, he is having some issues with when to wear a white t-shirt. This is something that I know we've talked about in the group, but I just want to paint some things that he told me. This is a true story of instances. He wore a white t-shirt where I think he messed up with. So uh, yes, Andrew, you have a question. Are you talking about an undershirt correct and plain white tee okay an undershirt okay so because good clarification so very, very i think different. his i think his like normal dress is like pair of some sort of slacks button up kind of thing i don't really know what pt's wear to be honest but i think it's something like that and never. he okay <laughs> calvin <laughs> says never let me just give you two instances of what this guy did undershirt under golf polo to work Kill yourself. Second one. <laughs> delete. <laughs> delete. <laughs> it was cold down here in southern Georgia. He wore a quarter zip to work. No undershirt. <laughs> oh, just okay. Chest, just chest I did that college once, but I was hungover as shit and didn't have any clean laundry. That's yeah, the only, I feel like that's the only chance. I feel like I'm uniquely qualified to comment on both of those situations. So please let's help out, <laughs> sweet baby Ray. Let's give him some information on when and when not to wear an undershirt because I feel like this guy has no idea what's going on. Well, it's crazy because when I read this that you're bringing this up, that was the first thing I thought of because I went to uh, Catholic school and so we wore polos and basically all throughout grade school, high school, I always wore an undershirt under my polo and oh. I think it was like my <laughs> sophomore year. One of my friends was like, dude, I was like, you're not wearing an undershirt. He, I mean, he just had the buttons flying. He's like, it's life changing. You got to try said, it. Try it. it. <laughs> yeah, he said the late. He said the uh, extremely smart and talented women of this community love it, and so I said, mm. "Yep, I will. I will do that as well." And especially now with the types of materials that they make, like performance golf polos out of, the fact that you think you would ever need to wear a undershirt under that is absolutely insane. You're making the most comfortable garment in the world, the least comfortable garment in the world. So that's just a miss. But to sum it all up, I'm with Cal. Never. I couldn't tell you the last time I wore an undershirt. Yeah, you can't do it because all you're saying if you're wearing a white undershirt is that the shirt over the top of it is a piece of junk and is itchy and scratchy and you don't want it touching your body. And that means you need to just up your polo game because the white undershirt is done. No one does it anymore. Only, only way it's acceptable is if it's a long sleeve white undershirt and you're a little fashion that you have some white sleeves coming out from under the, the polo sleeves. Oh, okay. No. I see what you're saying. Wait, wait, no, wait. No, what, no, did you, no, no. what did under you just say? Polo? No, what did no, you no, just no, say? No, no, no. Like if it's a little chilly and it's like a long sleeve like shirt, that could be I a good I feel like look. that's only acceptable if you are golfing. That's completely yeah. different. If, you're if, on you, yeah. if you have – I think you said long sleeve under. If you have like long sleeve Hanes undershirts, <laughs> you're a serial killer. What are you? Do you have to get those? Do you have to get those custom no, ordered? 
No, do you cut? Do you cut part of the fabric oh, off another and sew them on so you can have long <laughs> sleeves? What the fuck are yeah. you talking no, about? No, that's that's fashionable. You guys are missing out on that boat. Dear also, Lord, layering. Have, it's called layering, have, boys. Do you have puka up, shells Dave? too? Puka shells. He, okay, so if he's a PT, he needs to get three oh, dresses. Here we go. No, no, no. Anyone <laughs> oh, in the working here we room. Go. <laughs> he needs five outfits that he can rotate, and that's it. I just like I felt bad because like I literally wear the same thing five out of the seven days. But when I found out this guy showed up with undershirt golf polo and the next day quarter zip with nothing underneath. No, I love where he went to work quarter zip. Correct. Quarter zip, nothing so, underneath. The only no. thing I'll say about that That's is you is you have to be absolutely dialed in on the climate for that day. If you know for a fact you can leave it on all day and you're not going like half mast on the zipper you're probably fine. It's probably comfortable. But if, if you spill something on it, if it's really hot in your office, you're completely screwed. You're completely screwed. So you got to be really confident that you know what's going down that day. Yeah. I, I think, I think the take home message for this guy is maybe lose the white undershirts, figure out the rest later. I want to get to the next segment. I think we've spent enough time on the t-shirt undershirt Send in your questions or your comments. Thank you. To, thank you, Ray. Thank you, Ray. Yeah. Thank you, Ray, for and no judgment. Get us out on the but, limb. But judgment. But to the rest of the listeners, make your voicemails better than that question. And, All right. Let next that segment. be a warning that you will get roasted. Um, yep. Okay, Cal, you have a great mattress story. You texted me about it, asked if it was worth it to talk in the pod. I laughed out loud. I would need to hear the rest of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm in the market for a new mattress. Uh, got a two bedroom apartment and currently just have an air mattress in one bedroom. So looking to add a king bed to my room. So Ooh, I have a lot of space, to, Cal, a lot of space for my, my lonesome. <laughs> um, I have no, I have nowhere to start. No idea where to start. I mean, I've had the same mattress for like 15 years. So I literally walk into this Denver mattress at like six thirty one, so <laughs> one Thursday night. I mean, uh, the sheets are all like new. It probably weighs twice as much as it did when you bought it, just because all your oils and skin flakes are in there now. Oh, yeah, probably <laughs> barbecue yeah, sauce. And uh, <laughs> well, yeah, potato chips. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking for a new one. Don't know where I want to start. Walk into a Denver mattress at six thirty, closes at eight. There's two salesmen in there not a single other customer in there. So first I'm like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. So this guy walks up to me. He's like, well, what can I help you with? What are you interested in? I'm like, man, I'm going to be real honest with you. I don't know where I even want to start. He says, all right. Hands me a pillow and says, you got to start laying down on him. I'm, oh like, <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, fair enough. I guess that makes sense. So he like starts me off with like a, you know, the like a what's the little bears story where it's like oh this porridge is too too hot this is too cold this is just right and it's like soft medium oh, hard mattresses yeah no it's the uh-huh. Bernstein bears oh Ber- yeah, Bernstein bears James and the giant peach um so either way so it's like so I'm like okay I just like lay on it I'm like yep so like I lay there and I'm like oh, how long do I lay here <laughs> and he's just like standing there he's like what do you think it's like like us. Oh, soft feels good he's like all right well like move around a little bit like you know like try it on your side try it on move your back around. like okay <laughs> i'm like what's your thoughts so i have to like give him my like feedback on all of these and i sleep on, or i lay on no less than 20 mattresses and he's just standing there the whole time like yeah what do you think I'm like yeah, i don't know like it better than the last one <laughs> and so, like we keep it moving and then I like get to the one that I like finally like really like. I don't even the one really <laughs> like mattress like a memory foam with like a gel top or some shit like that. I'm like, oh, I, okay, I think this is the one. Does it have and a I, cup holder and a USB charger in it? Is that what yeah. sold you? I had tried. I tried a few, so I'm like, I'm gonna go back to Old Faithful, make sure that's still the best one. He's like, yeah, make sure that thing still feels right. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> and so I'm laying down. And I'm like, hey, man, I know this is kind of a hard ask, but like, I want to know what it's going to feel like if I ever have someone else sleep on it. Like, could you just lay down? And he's like, wait, stop. Are you serious? No, no way. I just like look at him. 
And I started laughing. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding, man. That's all good. <laughs> we had kind of developed like a rapport at that point. So I shot my shot to see what his reaction would be. And he was like, dude, it's 7.30. We close in 30 minutes. Get the hell out of this place. I'm uh, out. I'm sorry. I just, I need to know, did you just fulfill your New Year's resolution of asking someone on a date? Does that count? That Whoa. The Whoa. mattress mark guy? Uh, I don't, don't know, know buddy. That might count. 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 Describe him. Like, was he like older, or, like our age? No, he was our age. Ooh, I so, just want to. I just want to get out ahead of this before anyone else roasts me. If I was at work and someone asked me to do this, I totally would have. And I just want to get ahead of the story. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to get ahead. I would have said, you know what? That's what customer service. That is what Mattress Mart was built on. Okay? <laughs> but, but no, so seriously, I mean. I walked around for 45 minutes and slept or laid on 20 different mattresses. And this guy just like followed me throughout the whole time. And I thought to myself the whole time, like, is this the worst sales job in the world? Just like <laughs> handing someone a pillow and walking around as they lay on a mattress, trying to figure out if they like it or not. You guys have any ideas on any other jobs that would like sales jobs that like, Oh, I'm trying to make this sale. I would literally do anything, lay on a mattress with this person. I'll tell you what, the mattress sales life sounds pretty fulfilling, man. I mean, people spend like half their lives asleep. If you can just give them a little joy, make that a little more comfortable for them. But for me, I think anything that is door to door would be fucking terrible. Like you hear about people who have to go to door to door and sell like vacuums or like carpet or new blinds or like cable. Fuck that. The last thing, like, do people even answer their front doors anymore? Like that would just be miserable. Count me out. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's a tough look. Yeah, I, agree. I, I would I would be pretty miserable selling coffins. <laughs> Ooh. Is that a job? Uh, oh I yeah, someone's job. got to. Don't tease me into a console de funeral homes. I've been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, why yeah, would you be miserable, think, Dave? How do you like? How do you get like fired up for that job? Because you obviously your your clientele is just depressed and you have to get excited about capitalizing on their depression it's just a sick twisted world do you it's, think it's actually it similar thing ever to cal's experience at mattress mart like do you think you go in and lay down and say you know what i think nana would be comfortable in this and then do you think cal's joke would also play can you just hop in here just in case anyone else would ever be in here with me i would just want well, to know what it feels like no the time to sell it is when like someone passes away and it's like hey would you like to take care of your estate so someone else doesn't have to you can purchase yours now what are you looking for and then like put five grand they're like five grand yeah coffins yeah well i yeah. think the worst thing too would be like when you're having a sale you could be like hey i know that you had your eye on this marble coated <laughs> coffin over here but we've got this cedar box over here that's 30 percent off if you're interested Oh yeah. man. So, like I said, I was Worst. thinking about it. I kind of, I agree with Andrew though, door to door salesman, particularly oh. I watched book of Mormon not too le recently. I think walking around door to door trying to sell the book of the latter day selling Saints, your, selling <laughs> your religion would be the hardest job out there. And let me tell okay, you, so, I had a guy in college that came and did it and I gave him about two seconds was like, yeah, man, this, this probably ain't it. You should probably go to a different door as I'm <laughs> drunk it, on buddy. a Sunday at two o'clock. Do you guys remember, um, do you guys remember Tim, my, my uncle from the wedding? He, he lives in Germany. He's lived there for like 25 years. And he was telling me the story. I don't think it's actually real. Um, but he like swears by it. Uh, he says that Jehovah witnesses kept coming to his door. And I, of course, were like, dang, didn't realize they had an international footprint. Like those guys are everywhere. <laughs> and he said like, they kept coming to the door. And eventually he said, he, he just like answered the door naked, like butt ass naked. And he's like, Hey, what's up? And the guy's like, oh my gosh, like I'll come back or whatever. And Tim's like, no, come on in, man. Like, you gonna tell me about the book or whatever? Like, what do you what do you have? And I think that is like just such an effective way to be like, yeah, what's up? You, you need something? It's an absolute power move. Yeah, I'd be too scared. I, I mean, I just sure. think sales in general, especially when it's at least mattresses, it's like something that the person has to have. Like when you're selling something that's some that the person doesn't necessarily need. And you're trying to convince them that they need it. Is <laughs> Which just is like everything. So everything. <laughs> well, like, are you counseling salespeople, Dave? Yikes. I'm counseling semi-truck sales. Okay, Ooh. fair enough. Ooh, all right. Let's hear um, it, Dave. Give us the Dave's counsel corner segment of the oh, week. 
Oh, I am fired up. I've got let two. it rip. Let it rip, buddy. I'm, I'm so fired up about this first one that we might spend all of our time on it that we won't even get to the second one. But I am full court counseling, which let me give a little background. Counseling is canceling, just in case nobody knows what's going on in the world. I am full court counseling the spare tire. Ooh. It is done. I'm sick of the spare tire. I'm sick of all that it stands for. We have Uber now. If anyone gets a flat tire, you just get in your Uber and leave your car. Oh, Don't I thought you were talking about the spare section around my stomach. I legitimately <laughs> thought we were talking about Calvin's midsection. I Belly swear fat. to God. I thought Dave's. we were talking about Cal's midsection. I thought Dave was going to dunk on us again and be like, yeah, because I'm, I'm even running in Dublin. Like, this is how much I care. Just no, kidding. Okay. Sorry, Dave. I so do further I do. explain, further explain okay. your scenario. So I, I, okay. I get a flat tire. I pull okay. over. Continue. Are you, are you in a hurry to go anywhere? Uh, depends. Probably. Okay. Let's say you're in a well, hurry. Okay. Do you want to yeah. So I actually got a flat tire like a month ago. Do you want me to tell the scenario? Please tell me you took an Uber. I did. Perfect. That's what normal people do. No, that's crazy. No, no but, that's but then what? Insane. You go, you go buy that. Please explain yourself before we roast you because your argument isn't making sense. Triple A, which is a, a, a nationwide roadside service company, is four dollars a month. They come, they change your tire. It takes a little bit of time. So if you're in a hurry, you're not going to be able to change the tire very quick anyway. You're going to be late unless you Uber anyway. So you leave your car. Uber wherever you got to get and AAA it. On top of the fact that changing a tire is incredibly dangerous, both in the moment you're on the side of the interstate and you're trying to change a tire, and the fact that you're jacking a car up into the sky and then putting <laughs> half of your body under it to change a tire. And then thirdly, the tire you're putting on is one of these dinky ass hot wheels tires that is going to pop again in okay, like okay 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 so you're telling me AAA will bring a brand new like actual tire that i can purchase from them and install it no they'll tow your car to a, a tire shop so that a professional Whoa, holy shit man like this is what happened i got a flat tire i had somewhere i needed to be i ubered there ubered back changed the tire drove it there myself because i'm an american i don't need someone to come to that seems like an insane process that probably takes forever triple a is like four or five hour wait most of the time and this no, was in the middle not. of the night yes by the is. way triple a is not, not a sponsor on this podcast they do not pay for ad space but they're getting a lot of free ad space so just want it's it's four dollars a month you can literally be in the uber going wherever you need to be on the phone with triple a they will pick your car up take it to a tire shop and then you can uber to the tire shop at the do you day. not there's a know how to change a tire? Is that what this is? No, I know how to change a tire because my dad raised me, but I think it's an antiquated and stupid skill to have, and I won't be teaching my kids how to change a spare because they're not Ooh. even going to have a spare in their car. This is So let wild. me tell you, I got a quick story. One time I was at a wedding, leaving a wedding. We were in the middle of nowhere, nice little ranch, no cell reception, and two girls that were at the wedding in front of me and my girlfriend at the time had – a tire go out and they pulled over and were stranded on the side of the road. True story. Swear to God. And they're like, yeah, we don't like know what to do. we got a spare tire, but we don't know how to change it. I changed it. I was a hero. We showed oh, up. Like, man, a couple we showed up a couple minutes late to the reception. I was like, what happened? I've like got a little grease on my like forehead. They're like, Calvin <laughs> saved the day. Let me tell you hero status. Wow. First of all, how crazy. cool with your girlfriend. Wow. Yeah, how crazy how the, the that girl that you changed her tire is actually she cuts hair now and she's a big Granger Smith fan. Oh! Um, <laughs> <not> true. <laughs> second of all, for every one of those stories, there's like 10,000 stories where a person is changing a tire on the side of the interstate and gets their foot amputated by a semi going 95 down the lane and doesn't see little Johnny with his whole body underneath a car. So yeah. send it to the moon. The spare tire sucks. It's consoled. I think you're wrong, Cal. Is he right or wrong for this console? He's wrong, but... Brian? Yeah, he's wrong. Like with, I mean, please, okay. I hope you have something better. 0 for 3, the fact that you're getting rid of an American staple, the spare tire, get, get out of here. Bring your next well, one. Bring some heat. You want to know what else was an American staple is DEET. Um, yeah. I'm going to console... Saved a lot of lives. 
what? It literally killed so many people. <laughs> um, oh my god. <laughs> I fucking love Deet. Number two here? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to consult Deet, Deet, but that's another What's episode. the opposite um, of a consult? We need to figure that out. Whatever uh, that is, Good Deet question. For that. Whatever I want to Embrace invest him. in. I want to invest in Deet. Oh, yep. <laughs> invest in Deet. Also invest um, in a spare tire. They're not going anywhere, folks. <laughs> uh, uh, Neither's mine. Uh, oh, my second consult. <laughs> my second consult is... I'm consulting... Um, Oh, billboards. Okay. Enlighten I'm us. I'm sick of billboards. <laughs> they are stupid. They are always tacky. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> and on top of all of that, I feel like they, I feel like they're always in shady areas and I feel like they're always <laughs> in places. Right next to the interstate. So shady. Exact same the spot highway. to you. The you exact same place your tire was. They're trying to change a tire. <laughs> did wait? This, did you? Did you know someone that got killed because they were changing a tire and someone saw a billboard and wasn't paying attention? That's why. To the car pulled over. If you no, had half is... a brain, you'd put a billboard that said "Lost your foot in amputation." Call me at eight seven seven doctor. No, this is one of those things. This is one of those things in the movie. This is one of those things in the movie where they're like, uh, someone's trying to come up with a fake name and they're at like a diner. They're like, oh, what's your name? And they're like, uh, and they look at the table and it's like, uh, I'm, my name's Pepper Napkin. Pepper Napkin. This is how Dave came up. This is how Dave, this is how Dave came up with his, his topics for the week. He had to pull over on the side of the highway and he like, was like, hmm, spare tire. Hmm. Billboard. Yep. Billboard that'll suck. fucking do it. <laughs> you know what well, sucks? Everything I can see right now. All right, so, Dave, we'll give you your chance to defend yourself, and then we'll roast <laughs> you again. Okay, I just want to know, has any of you three ever, other than like realizing that the billboards going down I-70 westbound are sending you to damnation and to hell, have you guys ever those are, actually... Those are important reminders. Yeah, well, based on our heaven and hell segment, um, <laughs> have you guys ever actually seen a billboard and then like done what the advert like called or whatever, gone to the website that's on the billboard? Yeah, I have an example. So off of Woodward in Detroit, there's this big billboard and it says, need food? Question mark. Get some. And it's a picture of a crucifix with Jesus bleeding into a, <laughs> into a cup of wine. And so I went and got McDonald's after that. So I don't think that's what they were going for, but I did go get food after. So that's just one example. I so also if, learned that one Kansas farmer feeds and the number ooh. always changes. It used to be 125 plus you, but I think it's more now. And that not, stat is great to dunk on people. No, not but that's not a billboard. Stuff. Oh my God. What everyone is that? that what do you call that? Everyone that went to K-State knows that billboard. That farmer owns that sign. He put that up. It's, all, sub, it's all subliminal, Dave. It's all subliminal. Okay. I well, mean, the fact that I don't understand for, why you guys are so defensive. My company chose to pay for a billboard because we've had people that have come in off the highway. That's where all of our business comes from. And they're like, oh, I didn't know your dealership was located here. So I'm smart. Dude, yeah, also, that's such a, a good point. That is such a good point I mean, if you don't have your GPS out and it's facts. like, like, you know, uh, gas station 25 miles ahead. You've got it in your head. All right, I can pee in 25 miles or something. Like that is an important billboard part of like road trips. No, nope. I think a, the only billboard uh, that matters are those blue signs that tell you what's on the exit well there's also a recent story in detroit because they have those new like fancy like led billboards um i don't know if you've seen those but two kids like broke into it and set it up so it would play porn so that's pretty funny <laughs> i feel like that's a good argument in the court of billboards oh that's an argument against that's just disgusting Comedy, kids don't need uplifting. to see that the kids, oh, kids yeah. don't need to see that. i always How do forget I... about the children what about how do I explain children? that to my kids? <laughs> That's a great point. Okay, those are my two consoles. Obviously, you guys aren't on the console train. The spare yeah, tire I think... one, I was very passionate about. The fact that you can't even handle $4 a month for AAA is baffling, and I don't even want to talk, talk to you about how poor you are. I mean, I, I guess we'll vote again. I am a hard no. I love the billboards. Andy, what's your vote? Yep, billboards are great. Okay, Cal, you love some billboards? Um... I mean, as a child, it provided so much entertainment when you were on the road, mm. but I think Ooh, I think we're past that now with like 
a five-year-old has iPhones. So actually, you know what, Dave? I'm going to cancel our membership for our billboard. I'm canceling billboards too. I'm with you. Oh, oh it feels so good to not go God. over six. Dave, okay, how that, does it feel to a... just get the biggest pity console of all time? Are you going to accept that? There's no pity consoles. No all pity right, consoles. go, Andy. We're so all sorry. we all need your grab bag. Bring us. Okay, bring folks. Us I'm so sorry. Normally, the grab bag comes a little sooner in the podcast. I know you've all been looking forward to this. So here we go. Uh, the first thing that we're going to update on, you may have seen, you've probably had your ear to the ground on the latest rumblings in the dairy industry. So this hashtag not milk segment, a couple of updates. One, we got Joaquin Phoenix on the train, which is actually kind of a tough spot for me. When I entered the dairy game, I didn't know it was going to be as contentious as it is, but Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix made his, um, his argument about, you know, we're not treating the cows well. It's really sickening what the dairy industry doing is blah, blah, blah. It's tough because on the first podcast that I talked about the dairy industry, we also had some discussion about problematic PETA advertising and then PETA came out in support of Joaquin. So that's trouble. I got to flush that out, see what we're going on there. But Dave brought to my <laughs> attention today, we had some, um, some topless women that protested the dairy industry at a Bernie Sanders rally. And I believe painted on their chest, it said, let dairy die. Um, so shout out to these women. Um, and I think let dairy die t-shirts are probably going to be our first, um, t-shirts that we have for the coops listeners so that's the update that lies already milk. out there yeah okay yeah. never mind the second shirt that we have <laughs> so that's our update on the on the dairy industry dave did you have any comment about the protesters at the bernie rally uh honestly no i cannot there's so many different things that are getting protested by different people i can't keep up i need like a notes app that just tells me what the protesters were protesting. Cause honestly, like that means that they're so passionate about it that like, it's like upending their lives. And that's probably something that I need to read about, but I just can't keep up. I can't, there's not enough time in the day for me to read about every single protest and what they're protesting. That's fine. I'm just, I'm, I'm upset that we didn't get credited for this. I know our first podcast had like 60 some listeners I'm guessing Joaquin was one of them. And it's mm. a shame that he didn't use his platform to plug ours since he clearly got his thoughts from yourself, Andy. Now, I disagree with him, but I'm just mad we didn't get the clout. Yep, that's fair. So I think that's something to consider. Breen? I, I do not subscribe to the, to the anti-dairy. Uh, love, love me some dairy. The only question I have is maybe it's because I'm naive and don't understand – what is is the topless thing because it's like we milk cows is that the connection there like i don't really well, what is the what is the common link that i'm missing or is that just like a draw so, attention sex sells no just sex a lot sells. of people were commenting on the execution because they also had brought gallons of milk and they poured them on themselves which uh, most most people if they're trying not to support the dairy industry yeah. and they purchase milk that's oh. a little bit of a tough sell yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so that's your, your not milk update. Okay. Second thing I want to talk about Twitter likes. We've all done it. It's the, the social media currency, if you will, when you have a big following like us giving your support to different outlets can mean a lot for them. So I, I figured out recently that I've become very rigid with my likes, even to the point that I will take back likes. Now, some people might say that I'm crazy that Andrew, no one really cares. Your like isn't worth that much, but I would argue that it's really an endorsement of that person. So it's very important that you're stingy with these likes. Does anyone else here take back Twitter likes? Have you ever hit that heart button again to say, ah, I didn't even mean to actually do that. Only if I've been scrolling through my phone and accidentally hit one, but outside of that, no, that's crazy. What? Yeah. At, what's your time frame? It's nice. like, you know what? I had a couple more hours to think about this, and I actually don't subscribe to this thought. It's, yeah, that's so yep. strange. No, we got to be intentional about our decisions. So sometimes it's a couple hours later, but uh, most of the time it's in the moment where I accidentally hit it, or if I uh, like someone's like quote tweet, and I'm like, oh, that's a quote tweet. Fuck that. I actually want to look at the original one and give them the clout. I think these are important decisions that we all need to make. Be a little more intentional with our likes. Do you do the same thing on Instagram? Uh, not a big Instagram guy. I'm mainly just uh, 
trolling the the Twitter getters these days. Is that back to the fact that you're five six and a curly headed fucker? <laughs> uh, I'm missing the connection. I mean, yep, you just put mind. it on a T for him. It's just too easy. On themselves. Oh. What else you got, I, Andrew? I'm lost. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. For for me for the Twitter thing, I sometimes like things that I want to be able to go back to later and read. And I know that's kind of a nerdy thing, Ooh, but like if it's no, articles or something. So there's times where I could like an article and then read it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's like the worst thing that I could have ever liked. But so like, if someone was like trolling through my favorites, they would know, like they wouldn't know anything that was going on, but like, it's not that I'm endorsing it or whatever. That's like such a legal thing to say, but I, I usually do it as just a bookmark. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Uh, next topic. Uh, there was a story that came out this week that talked about the decreasing size of the American household. And this is one of those things that we do, especially as Americans, where it's not enough for you to have your own lifestyle that works for you. You have to try and bring as many people into that lifestyle as physically possible. Um, the vegans are really good at this. So I'm going to die on the hill that this is a good thing. I read this article and I was excited as someone, as a single person living by myself in a small household. I was like, this, is, this should be a challenge for us. So Germany has the average smallest household in the entire world. They're the only one under two. It's 1.99. And I was like, you know what? Wow. That's a goal that we can strive for. As Americans, if I were running for president, that would be my platform. I'm like, hey, this is the goal that we should achieve. We need to be the champions of the world in the small households. And I would like to point out that everyone in this podcast is doing their part. I live alone. Cal lives alone. Brian and his wife, two. Dave and his fiance, two. So we're right where we need to start pumping the numbers down. And I think this should be a goal. Um, get as many dogs as you want. You don't need to have kids. Just keep the households down. Thoughts? Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> like, why? I mean, what, that, what is, why do we care? Oh no, this is something that I found an article that supported my lifestyle and now I just oh. need to spread that to <laughs> okay. everyone else. That's the okay. tie in there. Totally makes sense. I have a gotcha. comment. Yes. Dave. I actually thought, I actually thought, cause I didn't read the article cause I didn't care about it, but I Correct. thought that the title was about like square footage of the yeah, house. I, also, I, <laughs> I was, I fucking clicked on the article and I kept scrolling to find info about a tiny home and it kept saying about like median people in the house and how Hispanics have larger families that live in the home. And I was like, this is not about tiny homes. Why do I give a shit about this? So you looked yeah. at the, so the picture of this article is a drawing of someone like holding a house in the palm of their hands. Yep. And you yep. looked yes. at this and were like, wow, that's super innovative. If I could have a house that small, think of how cheap it would be for me and my family. Well, I just thought they were moving us towards like the tiny homes theme, which is like, yep. I hate. So, so I, I was against the shrinking household size. And then now that I'm realizing I was completely off base with what the topic was even about, I'm still just going to say I'm against the small household size, even though it's number of people just out of principle. Okay. Good shit. If you had to guess, which state do you think has the largest household? California. Texas. Texas, Utah, actually. So, oh, that's our friends with a, the Latter Day Saints. God, that should have been a sister layup. wives. Goddamn okay. sister wives. <laughs> should have been a layup. All right, we're running low on time. Last thing I have here. This could have been my low for the week, but I want to know your your guys's opinions. You looked in the mirror. <laughs> Got him. No. Is there anything more insulting than ordering some sort of food or takeout just for yourself? And you get two forks in the back. Oh, yes, no. <laughs> oh. when I put my Chinese order in, I get four freaking dude. Mine was Chinese and, too, and I four freaking forks. I was in the kitchen. I was unloading, and I, you know, and then at the bottom of the bag, there was two sets of plastic cutlery. And, and in that like, moment, you pause yeah. and you just you're like. Am yeah. I doing the right thing? The, forks, the, the right fork is a dunk. <laughs> I think Cal hit it. I think the ultimate though alley-oop is when it's the fortune cookie. When you open the bag, because that's like a deliberate thing where they well, think there are multiple people who are eating it. You open it up and they put three. multiple in though anyways? Or do you oh, only get one? Know. Are they I've strict? only ever gotten one. I don't like fortune cookies, so I don't And you open that. Attention. 
Oh, that's a hot take. I think, I think it gets. To, I think the one thing that's ever happened to me was when, I think it was Chinese, but the the like the plastic bag that it came in, it was just for me. I ordered so much that he couldn't even tie the top of the plastic bag. <laughs> Staple. And he just yep, was like, had that. I think he knew. He was like, <laughs> oh God, this guy is just. He needs to just not. This is just a Calvin and I confessional. The two guys that live by themselves. You get to the end of a tough week. It's Friday night. And you're like, well, I could eat that old pasta from Monday that's been in the fridge all week. Or I could order $70 worth of Chinese food and try and eat it all in one setting. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. I, I've never ordered just one serving. It's like, hey, if I'm having <laughs> someone like, come here, no, ever in the history, no, it's forever. like if if I'm getting delivery, I'm making it worth this guy's time and mine. I have lunch and dinner prepared for today, maybe tomorrow, depending on what I'm ordering. Like, I don't want to have to see that like the same person tomorrow when I order the exact same thing. So let's just do it like three and be like, oh, thanks. The the kids are gonna be so happy. The food's finally here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that that's BS. Just no. because I don't think that you ever even get the leftovers to the fridge to like stay good until tomorrow. Oh no, they usually don't, but <laughs> Cal, do you scream over your shoulder? You're like, Nathan, keep it down back there. The delivery guy's here. Like God how hard damn do you it, what I tell you? <laughs> God, my six kids, I can't keep track of them. <laughs> Not helping the household size, Calvin. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. So last question, Cal, what's, yeah, great point. So how many fork, what's the most forks you've ever gotten in a single order for yourself? Four Chinese food. Holy shit. I don't think that I thought I was feeling bad about myself with two. Four is impressive. Four is a lot of fork. I mean, it's literally like $60 worth of Chinese food because you want everything. It's like, give me the fried rice. Give me the, give me the freaking Kung Pao chicken. Give me the Mongolian beef. Give me the egg drop soup. You know. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. And it's like the large of everything because like anything in life worth doing is worth overdoing. That's a great point. Listeners, tell us how many forks you've gotten in your carryout. Sound off in the voicemail. (laughs) If you still want a spare tire or not, because tell you what, Great point. you actually can't get access to a spare tire. They've been full on consult. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you. Not, not true. Sales are increasing. Yep. Um, okay, Dave, we're at about the hour, but do you want us to dive into the, the plane etiquette situation? We got to talk about it. Yeah, right. we got to talk right. about it. I, I want who Calvin, you probably have the strongest opinion about it. Bercher, obviously, I'm sure you saw the video. Do you have any thoughts? If you don't Des- have one, describe okay. Describe the video real quick, Dave, for the listeners out there who have been under a rock all week. Yeah, so it's a guy in the very back row of a plane. A woman sitting in front of him reclines her seat. Um, she's filming him, and he's basically super frustrated that she reclined her seat, and he's just sitting there punching the back of her seat over and over <laughs> and over again, and she's just getting rocked back and forth and filming it. And it went viral. Everybody is just like, has an opinion. Is he insane? Is she insane? What's the move? And obviously, it needs to be talked about because it's a big deal. Berger. Um, I didn't realize this was like, um, like plain etiquette that if you're in the second to last seat, you just don't recline. Um, so I talked with Big C about it. And we were like, what do you think about this? She's like, absolutely not. You never recline. Because I thought this guy was a serial killer who deserved to be thrown out of the plane at 33,000 feet. Like, just put him out, like, kill him for punching the city. I would have lost my shit if I'm having just, like, incessant punching. So all of the blame, I think, is on that guy. I personally think if the seat reclines, do it. I don't give a shit. The emergency exit seats don't recline. Sorry, you sat there. You sat in the second to last seat. You're in a terrible seat. Let the seat recline. I don't know. Maybe I'm off. Andy? I mean, any answer other than this guy is the biggest asshole on planet Earth is wrong. So the seat reclines. You can recline it. If you aren't able to communicate with another human being, if it's bothering you that bad and saying, oh, please, like, don't recline. Also, before Calvin roasts me, Yes, this isn't as big of a deal of me because I'm short. We get that. That's fine. A lot of people are talking about all the six five giants out there. I will yeah. also say, I, I fly Spirit all the time for this very reason. The seats don't decline, and we just have a happy-go-lucky time on our travel. Wait, this is newsflash. Zero seats recline on Spirit? Maybe the front 
but I doubt it. Zero. <laughs> you are such, you are Zero. such a poor. You are such a poor. <laughs> That's it's called, it's called Dave, budget friendly. I got to save up for all my Chinese food. Cal, I really don't honestly have an opinion. I kind of agree with Andy. Like, <laughs> regardless of if the seat reclines or not, like, just don't be a psycho about it and just punch the seat over and over again. But I'm hoping that you are pro pro punching seat. <laughs> I mean, I think they're both absolutely crazy. First off, for her to do that is wild. She de- she deserves to have her seat punched. I think it's okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> I think she's crazy for recording it and saying, this guy punched my seat nine times very hard. Like He's just like barely punching it. Like More like a little speed. Barely punching front. it. <laughs> and it's wild for her to record it. If someone else recorded this situation, I think it's funny. Um, but... I do agree. I think he's crazy. Like, dude, you sat in the back seat. If you thought that was going to be a problem, pay for it. Pay, move somewhere else. Like, you, I'm team. You just put your head down and get through any situation and avoid confrontation. So sit in the back and just take it. And he's also like literally three feet away from the shitter. So he's got a lot of things that are not great That's for him true. to go on that whole flight. But I think it's fair. I think it's fair. If you want to recline your seat, it's fair game to get punched in the back. I think that's totally fair. Eye for an eye. I want, to, I want to get ahead of the story and say that I'm so non-confrontational that it could have been a flight to Australia and I would never would have turned around <laughs> and said anything to this guy about punching my chair. But you would what, have yeah. reclined your chair. If no, I had reclined he it, he was spirit. punching it. Well, I don't know if Spirit, spirit has the, the spirit old one flies from to Sydney. to Sydney. <laughs> I've never reclined my chair. You well, never. Well, that's have? your first problem. No. Well, that's the, you're also have when you fly when you fly in first class. Anywhere. I was gonna say when they when you fly in first class, they're just they're horizontal. You also have anyway. a, a built-in neck pillow with that thick-ass neck of yours, so you don't need her. Well, no. And if you reclined at all, he would actually go into a deep sleep and would just start snoring so loud <laughs> that they would have to wake him up like he's some kind of like ninety-year-old. Hey, side side subject. I, I had a big brain idea the other day. I was thinking, oh, I was like, I was like, you know what? What do I have that a lot of people don't? That's a huge <laughs> neck. Where can I parlay that into success? There's got to be something out there that I can do better than people because of my large neck. I just don't know it yet. But as soon as I come up with it, I'm going viral. So just a heads up, guys. I might leave the kooks. So you think All you're right. a superhero and your superpower is having a big neck? <laughs> no, I mean, I was just like looking at like – I was looked at like some NFL kicker and he had like giant ass legs. I was like, well, it makes sense. He's a kicker. What do I have that other people don't? A giant neck. The Holy only thing, shit. the only thing that's going to work is you're going to be destined for one of those videos at the gym where they make fun of you for being at the machine yeah. and like yeah. using your neck yeah. for a machine. It's not yeah. designed for. I, th- I think that's literally the only option. So no, I that'll think be funny. Chugging. I think it's beer chugging. I think I can funnel more beer than the average person due to my wider neck. So nope, I nah, might start don't. start practicing that. Dr. Start Dave? practicing that, and we'll we'll check in. But obviously not true. Uh, uh, neck thickness does not correlate to esophagus diameter. Got him. Okay. Well, um, um, Cal, I don't even know what from this whole podcast you could do an impersonation of. Oh, I know. Um, I think oh, I got okay. one. I want you to do an Australian accent, Cal. Since yep. we were just talking about, I was going to say it. I need an Perfect. Aussie accent. I need an well, Australian accent from you. That's the impersonation. That's how people know that we're getting to the end. So hit it, Cal, and then we'll sign off. I'm going to um, read one of the reviews from our Apple podcast. So if you would like your review uh, read aloud, leave a five-star review and comment on our page. Again, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Um, so this one comes from the Apple podcast. Wowza. After two episodes, I'm hooked. It's the best 60 minutes of my week, matey. The way this foursome entertains is likened to Paul, Ringo, John, and George. I never stop laughing, thinking, and loving. Absolutely bloody incredible. They flow seamlessly from segment to segment and appears that they have some of the most robust and diverse advertisers in the podcast industry. Say goodbye to tacky underwear and ill-fitting suit ads. The cooks 
welcome in advertising from cutting edge sleep apnea treatments, gene manipulation, and wedding date coordination. Truly what Warren Buffett meant when he described a diverse portfolio. <laughs> cheers, ladies, and have a great week. Oh, cheers, mateys. Have a good one. Fucking die. We'll see you next week. See you, folks. How do you like them guns, baby? How do you like them guns, baby? <laughs> what of that was Australian? I, I have no idea. Traveling in a fighter combi On a hippie trailhead full of zombies I met a strange lady, she made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast And she said, do you come from a land down under? A women blow and men 